Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. It's trader and best-selling author here, Louise Bedford, filling in for Caroline Stephen while she's away on holidays for another week. While Caroline's away, we've got a bumper show organised for you. Look, I don't know about you, but have you been feeling a bit more tired this year, a little more exhausted? Then it could be because your surge capacity is depleted. According to Tara Hale, a science journalist, Surge capacity is what we draw on for short-term survival in acutely stressful situations, such as natural disasters. The conditions of the pandemic and the state of arousal that we feel drags out indefinitely with apparently no end in sight. We feel trapped. Our motivation drops. We can't focus. We have trouble thinking. And our homes feel part haven and part prison. This is especially true if you're living in Victoria. Speaking as a Victorian, the restrictions here have knocked the wind out of even the most emotionally stable person. And it's actually harder for high achievers, and I know you're a high achiever because you're listening to this show. The feelings of hopelessness and helplessness are lingering on and on. So what can you do about it? And that's what this show's about. Firstly, accept that life is different now and expect less from yourself. Have some self-compassion. These are very unusual times. There is no handbook for this at all. And realise that grief is forming a big part of the way you're relating to the world. Beware of comparing yourself to others. And look for activities new and old that fulfil you. And set aside time for these. Remember the importance of relationships. And do what you can to get outside in the sun. Luckily, we've got a change of weather and look, there's no excuse for not getting outside and enjoying some of the sun's rays. Now, let's hear from Chris Tate as he explains his views on burnout and what you can do to lessen its grip. And remember to subscribe on youtube.com forward slash trading game so we can bring you more exceptional free trading resources. Now... Chris Tate. A few weeks ago, I made a video just on the general nature of traders' mental health, and that, that was merely my observation of things I'd seen in others, things I'd seen in myself over the past few decades. But I, I wanted to circle back and revisit that video and that that idea of mental health among traders but from a a different perspective and I want to look at it from the perspective of the notion of burnout 
uh, when, when I was thinking about this, I, I came across the history of the concept of burnout. Uh, apparently it dates back to the early 1970s, uh, work by an American psychologist uh, called Herbert Freitenberger, fabulous name, who looked at the notion of uh, unremitting stress in people in what you would call caring professions. So we're talking about nursing, we're talking about doctors, anything within that field. And it looked at their feeling of disengagement. The, the point that they got to was one where they simply stopped caring, which in a, a caring profession is a disastrous thing. These people have very high ideals about their own behaviour, their own ability to cope, their own capacity to give. But that battery of giving that they had was run flat. And it, it's not simply synonymous with caring professions. I think all professions and all individuals are quite capable of being burned out. I experienced burnout as an athlete when I was much, much younger. I experienced it in finance, and I've certainly experienced it in trading. And the, the thing that, when you're looking at the formal definition of burnout, you come across a triad of sort of symptoms. Uh, there is this notion of exhaustion. You've simply had enough. Uh, this is coupled with uh, alienation you're disconnected there's a depersonalization from what's occurring and there's a reduced performance you simply stop caring about the performance largely this constellation of symptoms can be perhaps best summarized as uh, simply not giving a shit you get no real sense of accomplishment from what you're doing you're tired of what you're doing you're tired of the people around you you've just simply had enough but that, that does raise the question because trading is a stressful uh, profession and there are lots of stressful professions. And it does raise the question as to whether stress is burnout. And my very lay answer, and th this is simply my lay opinion, is that the answer is, well, yes and no. In that being stressed is not being burned out, but unremitting stress can cause burnout and it can cause maladaptive behaviours as you try and respond to what's going on. And so it, it's, as traders, we will be stressed. That is simply the nature of the business. But we have to delineate between this notion of eustress and distress. That eustress is stress we adapt to. I, I would consider exercise, when done properly, a form of eustress. The body adapts and so can cope with more and more load before it eventually collapses. Distress is where the body can't cope, where the individual can't cope. And a lot of trading is built around this notion of coping with distress. And trading in and of itself has stressful components to it. We are isolated from others, so there is no shared group experience. There is no incidental contact. You're not part of a team dealing with a problem or dealing with an idea, attempting to solve something, attempting to achieve something. You're doing this by yourself. It's also a profession whereby there is great insecurity 
And it, it should not be this way, but it often is for many traders, in that their career can hang on a single trade. I've known many, many traders who have blown themselves up with a single trade. So there is this insecurity, and it doesn't have to be that extreme, that notion that it's do or die. You can have periods where you just <clears throat> don't earn. That, that is simply the nature of the business. You can't force the market to give you money. And th there's no way around that as an overwhelming feeling. It sits as the backdrop to all we do. If the market is not trending or is trending in a, a direction that is different to what you uh, have set yourself, then that is stressful. And that is part of the insecurity of the job. Uh, wrapped into this is the notion that, and this, this is something I'm acutely aware of, is that once you become a trader, that's it. You can't do anything else. You, you are not qualified to do anything else. You are effectively unemployable. So you are trapped by the profession. And there is really no way out of that. But overarching this, and this, this is a modern problem, I think, is this notion that the market follows you everywhere. And that's a function of our technology. It's, it's a function of the world we now live in, that the market can follow you everywhere. So there is no time off. There is no time out from what we actually do. And with all that as the backdrop to what we do, you have to accept that it is stressful. But as I said before, stress is not burnout. Burnout is a constellation of things. And burnout is a function of the unremitting nature of stress and an inability to adapt to it. And there is nothing wrong with that inability to adapt. Because I think all humans get to a point, mentally and physically, at some point in their life, where their adaptive behaviours fail them and they can't go any further. And there's a series of things that you can do that I've found useful. The first is to try and work out what components of your own behaviour are adding to the stress. For example, if you are isolated, then you have to work out a way to overcome that isolation. But a lot of this isolation is self-imposed. Let me give you an example. In our boardroom program at present, we're working through uh, trader psychology, and we're working through it as, at, a, at a level that requires much more self-disclosure, much more openness, much more honesty, and much more self-awareness. Now, the expression self-awareness will become important, and I'm going to loop back to it at the end. One of the things I note when following the discussions on psychology, and in particular one thread or one theme we're exploring is the stories you tell yourself. We each have a narrative. We all want to be the hero of our own narrative. And what people don't understand is that their words craft their personality. The story about themselves crafts who they are. So if you have a carefully constructed image of who you are, having to examine that narrative in the light of others and in the company of others 
might actually reveal that that narrative is perhaps false or is shaky, is not as rock solid as you might think. And here's my observation of the discussion we're having at present. The discussion is being led by a female traders, not by a male traders. And I think I know the answer. I think the answer is because males in part, it's not that they lack self-awareness, it's that they want to avoid self-awareness. Because in avoiding self-awareness, you don't have to revisit the story you tell. You don't have to look at the image you've crafted of yourself and hold it up to uh, others to view and to see whether any part of your story is false or whether it is not solid, whether it is fluid. And the last thing you want to do as a male is to have that sense of ego unwound and exposed to others, which is why I think they do not participate in these conversations, much to their detriment. And in part, I think this is one of the maladaptive behaviours of burnout. Because one of the maladaptive behaviours that we engage in is this notion that if we suppress it, it will go away, it will get better. If you ignore the problem, it goes away. It's a little bit like, well, if you've ever played hide and seek with a child, they believe if they hide their head and they can't see you, you can't see them. And I think many of us treat our approach to the world like that, that if I pretend it's not there, then it's not there. Unfortunately, that is a childlike behaviour. It is a behaviour that does not serve us very, very well. This notion of grit that seems to have kept into the modern lexicon at present is in many ways, I think, uh, look, I'll use a technical term, crap. Uh, Because you can't, there's some things you can't grit through. And it is a behaviour that simply makes the problem worse. High grit is not beneficial in these sorts of situations. And so we we tend to try and ignore or push through, and and that doesn't work. So from my observations of what what works with burnout, there's a few things, and these aren't in any order of importance, I don't think. They're just thoughts that occur to me. The first is self-awareness. Without awareness that this is the situation you find yourself in, there's nothing that can be done about it. You, you simply can't move forward if you don't know where you are. And a lot of people don't know where they are and they don't know why they're there. So as their environment becomes more stressful, they have no mechanism of dealing with that. And eventually it overwhelms them and they become exhausted. And, and that in many ways is a natural response to the uncertainty of not knowing where you are. In terms of practical things, I I know a lot of people go on about mindfulness and unfortunately I think mindfulness has been hijacked by a bunch of friggin' man-bun-sporting, beard-owning, waistcoat-wearing, latte-drinking cockheads. And unfortunately that hijacking of it has robbed it in some ways of its power. And in terms of functional things, uh, Louise is a great fan of an app you can get for your phone called Calm. 
which works you through a series of guided meditations. We, we loop back to self-awareness. What, what are your expectations that you impose upon yourself and what you take on externally? Because if your expectation is that you should be doing things in a certain way, you should be trading in a certain way, you should be making a certain amount of money, then that's going to be problematic. And you, ne you need to work out what is causing that problem, what is adding to your load as a trader. The common example I use is people who, for some reason, and I, I sort of understand why this has occurred, but, but I only sort of understand why it's occurred. There's a, a mindset or a theme within the thinking of traders that goes along the lines of, if I do not trade X market in X time frame, and X time frame is generally the shortest time frame you could ever possibly conceive of, I'll never make any money. Bullshit utter crap. Leave that thinking to the children on social media. Grown-ups don't think that way. Nothing in trading is compulsory in terms of the market you trade, the time frame you trade. You're not compelled in any way to trade a certain market. The market doesn't say to you, look, I'm sorry, you're just not trading the euro US pair using tick charts so um, you can't be you can't be successful I'm sorry and it puts a black name mark through your name that that doesn't happen the other thing to look at is the notion of everyone should be keeping a trading diary everyone should journal but within that journal should be a simple a simple one line summary how are you feeling let me give you an example. When you when you lift seriously, when you're a weight lifter, you always keep a training diary, always. Because what can be measured can be managed. But within that is the notion of two things. One is the notion of how you are feeling. But a lot of lifters use a thing called rate of perceived exertion, known as RPE. Was the lift marked for you as 8, 9 or 10? Or was it easy at five, six, seven. You need to rate, I think, your, your rate of exertion in trading along a similar scale, a, single, a similar spectrum. If your trading is difficult, if it is hard, if every trade for you is rated at RPE 10, you're maxed out. Because think of it this way, if I were to go into the gym and I was to hit the big three lifts, squat bench deadlift at RPE 10 every day my body would collapse it just, any, any, any athlete would collapse under that load if your training is the same then eventually you will collapse it will all come apart and the, the other thing I would ask is how are you treating the machine that is how are you treating yourself and the analogy I would use is uh, my stupid obsession with cars Cars I buy require a certain sort of fuel. It's always the highest octane rating you can get, which is always the most friggin' expensive. Because of the engine management systems in them, they can cope at lower octane ratings. But why would you? The, the machine requires a certain fuel. And for traders, that fuel is not only how we are treating the machine we exist in, 
It's also how we treat the software that runs the machine. How, how are, are you being a good human to yourself? The other point I would raise, and this is probably the final point, and it is this notion of part of the constellation of symptoms for burnout is isolation. It is being cut off from others. And this is a problem that we here in Victoria are facing at present in that we have no social contact. And speak to anyone in the field and they'll tell you that the mental health of children is collapsing. And it is collapsing because they lack that incidental contact, that social framework and network. For some people, some traders, that lack of contact, that isolation suits them. But I would imagine that for the majority it does not, that it is a problem. And so you need to find a way to overcome that isolation. You, you need to have a network, some form of mastermind group. And the final point I would make is a notion of something to read. I would get yourself a copy of a book called Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. And it looks at this notion of why animals are able to exist within what is a very stressful environment. Because if you're your average zebra, your life revolves around a few things. Finding enough to eat and not being eaten. It's a fairly binary existence. Humans don't exist in a world like that. We, we have a spectrum of expectations, but animals don't get ulcers. And it, it looks at the rationale as to <clears throat> why this might be, why, why this is a thing. And it comes down to coping mechanisms. It comes down to how we deal with distress. But the final point I would make is this notion of gritting through is rubbish. If you are suffering from the notion of burnout or you recognise some of the symptoms in yourself, then it is incumbent upon you to actually find some form of assistance, some form of help, and to sit down and try and work out why this is occurring. Because I can tell you from personal experience, if you don't, then your journey will end very, very quickly. It's great that you joined us for this week's Talking Trading show. Tune in next week when Caroline Stephen, our host of Talking Trading, will be back with a brand new episode. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regards to your own situation.